Guys, my sister dragged me into this really unique place called the gin room. It's right down Grand, actually. She's obsessed with gin, so she forced me to go. I mean, I never really tried gin, and I didn't think I liked it, but after one or three or maybe four cocktails, I think I'm a fan now. <laughs> How many did you have? Okay, four. Sounds like a pretty good night. Uh, a drink or dinner sounds pretty good right now. If I eat anything on campus, though, I think I'm gonna die. Same. But I want something different, like not snarps or picklemans. I don't know, how does Thai food sound? Or how about Chipotle? No. I don't really care, but I'm just starving. Uh, well, the gin room was in this area that had a bunch of different places to eat and drink. Where was that again? South Grand. This is St. Louis Stories, and I'm Anushka Narawani. I'm Sadie Stepanovich. I'm Erin Nelson. And I'm Colton Biro. We began our evening with a simple question. A question motivated by hunger and boredom. A question SLU students definitely feel by the middle of the semester. Could we escape and have a genuine experience of going abroad just for a night? So here we are in South Grand. Hey, there's where my sister and I went, the gin room. It's also known as Cafe Natasha's. Hmm, sounds like a good place to start to me. Huh, not a bad call. I can see where you and your sister might really enjoy this place. It's a lot of fun. To paint the picture, Cafe Natasha's is a neat little corner bar and restaurant. As you enter the front door, you are hit with two things. The light blue walls surrounding the quaint little tables which had Persian rugs and decorative plates. And the bar itself which goes from floor to ceiling, all lined with different bottles of gin. And the drink menu reflects it. It's a full legal page, 11 by 17 inches, both front and back. To say it was overwhelming is an understatement. But we had a little bit of help. Gin has always been our passion type of thing and it's something that our knowledge and spectrum of gin at this point is something less than two handfuls of people in the world have. My name is Natasha Fahrami, and I'm the owner of Cafe Natasha. That's THE Natasha from the name Cafe Natasha. I hadn't put it together until talking with Natasha, but I had no idea what paired Persian cuisine with gin. Um, we've implemented the gin room here and why it goes well with Persian food is in Iran right now it's um, Alcohol is prohibited, but back in the day, it obviously wasn't. But what's really cool is that the botanicals that you find in gin are the same botanicals that you'll find in Persian food. Coriander and uh, cloves and cardamom, all of these things we use in Persian food as well. So it goes very well with the food. Um, I noticed that one of you picked out the Knickerbocker Gimlet, which is absolutely fantastic and is one of our most popular drinks. Very light and refreshing and really characteristic of what gin can do. Uh, the pomegranate martini is a Persian influence on our cocktail menu. It's been there for over 10 years and no matter what, it's our most popular cocktail. Cheers. It's kind of early for dinner. Do you guys want to grab something light to eat? I know a great Thai place down the road. Ooh, Thai food. I love Thai. It was an interesting place, and we found the manager, who recommended her favorite dish, which is a good dish for someone like myself, 
who is new to Thai food. Um, my favorite food to start here is Four Kings of Thailand. It's about all kind of meat, like chicken, beef, pork, and shrimp, with a light brown a chili paste sauce things, you know. It's no curry paste, no coconut milk. That's basic Thai food. But this one is for some brand new customer who doesn't want to try curry paste, doesn't like coconut milk. The Four Kings of Thailand was really good, and it wasn't too spicy. I had assumed that all Thai food was spicy, but according to her, that's not always the case. And our food is doesn't mean that spicy. It can make it mild, medium, or hot. You know, people thought it's, oh, Thai food is spicy. No, it's, it's according to your taste. You can cook mild, medium, or hot spicy. And of course, any experience at a Thai restaurant is not complete without talking about Pad Thai. Around the world, they use the same name but they might change some of the ingredients, but they use the same name. So then easy for you and you go to Europe and you say, I want hot time, they know. My boyfriend is going to love this place. Okay, so what's next on our menu? <laughs> lame. Okay, okay, I'll stop cooking up the puns. Still lame. All right, all right, fair enough. Thank you. Well, if we were going for something different, what about that place? It's a small restaurant which bears the name Beta. From the street, you can see two little tables in the exposed windows and regular seating inside. The awning on the side of the restaurant reads Moroccan cuisine, written in a sort of Arabic italics. Err, uh, Moroccan food? I've never had it. Anyone else? Nope. No. No. We were welcomed by perhaps the nicest man on South Grand. We walked in not knowing exactly what to expect, but soon enough he pulled up a chair and sat down with us. So uh, this is why we came to this neighborhood. So we found this place, we fell in love in it, with it, and we said, okay, well, we don't do a Moroccan restaurant. And because we saw that there is a lot of uh, other uh, ethnic food, we said, okay, there is no Moroccan restaurant in, the, in St. Louis, let's do it. So we started in September 2013, and here we are. He talked to us about Moroccan food, but not before he made sure we knew the secret of Beta was his wife. Uh, first of all, uh, the most important person here in this restaurant is my wife. She's the chef. Of course, not knowing what Moroccan food was, he helped us choose what to eat. Uh, the most popular uh, uh, entree is chicken tagine. In Morocco, we cook in, in the tagine. It's a container in clay with a tile in the top, with top made in clay too. Okay, uh, so in, in Moroccan food, we have uh, two kind, very, uh, let's say, very known food. Uh, the one is the, the tagine and the other is the couscous. According to the owner, Beta passes the real test for authenticity. This okay. is what we're doing here. We're trying to do a traditional family, uh, traditional family uh, Moroccan food and authentic. And uh, our best, uh, our best, uh, uh, witnesses are the Moroccan people. When they come here, they say, it's like if I am having my food at home. No, wow, that was really good. I'm so full though. Yeah, food coma all the way. <laughs> the food was so good. So good. I love the chicken tajin. I really, yeah. Tajin. Tajin. I don't know. I just thought it was super traditional. And like just the way even they served it in a clay pot and like the hot flat bread. So do we want to call it quits or get dessert? 
I actually heard there's a great gelato place nearby. Well, I'm not going to turn down dessert. Wow, okay, I think that's enough. enough. I think that's enough. Wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. How <laughs> you got, Colton? I got a chai and um, a chocolate hazel. Can I try it? No. And you should get kidding. I don't get out of here. <laughs> you guys should Ooh, try. That's actually really good. Do you like the chai more or the hazelnut? I like the chai. Not a not a huge fan of hazelnut, so. It's kind of a unique, like, So we began our evening with a simple question. Wait, does this place have coffee gelato? Do they have more than one kind? Okay. So maybe we had multiple questions. But our main question was motivated by hunger and boredom. Could we escape and have a genuine experience of going abroad just for a night? In just a few hours, we've been to four different restaurants on South Grand. Four different places, which represented three continents worth of food and four pretty distinct culinary experiences. Which sounds impressive. And I guess it is, but it's actually only a small portion of the 14 different countries represented by the restaurants on this one street. And not far from Slu's campus. I'm not sure if we got the full experience of going abroad in a single night, but perhaps that's just because I secretly want to do more, uh, field research. You mean go out like this again? Well, we only tried 4 of 14. That's not even half. I want to argue with that. Sounds great to me. I want to try that Ethiopian place next. Okay, I'm in. This has been St. Louis Stories, and I'm Colton Biro. I'm Sadie Stepanovich. I'm Aaron Nelson. And I'm Anushka Narawani. Thanks for listening. Until next time!